Hey guys, first off, thank you very much for watching the broadcast today. If you want to see more broadcasts from me, Virginia Yancheva, you can join the Fashion Photography Podcast group on Facebook. I guess now you know that you're listening to me and this is the Fashion Photography Podcast. Today I have a guest and his name is Otto Vandentor. We talk about shooting 20 people at the same time. Is it difficult to work with top models? And what do you need to know to shoot on the beach? I think you were very interested in this topic, so I know that you'd love to hear about that. How to set your prices as a beginner and also how to raise them when you have to. And also the best way to promote yourself. Say hello to my new guest today. My name is Otto Vendentorn. I live in Holland and I've been a fashion photographer for almost 10 years now, maybe a little longer. I started out as uh, a model and after that I slowly shifted into photography because I was getting too old for, to model, I guess. And I liked the photography part a lot. So you had the opportunity to see a lot of people working out there. Yes, I think that I learned a lot from that and not really light-wise, like how the photographers I worked with put their lights up, but I saw a lot of them using the different locations we went. And there I learned a lot from, because sometimes we went to a big house and I was like, oh, this big house is so beautiful. Let's make a picture of the whole house. But they were only sort of looking for little corners, little worn out walls or just little spots and not the real big houses. And so I, I learned a lot from the the way they explored the, the the locations more than that than uh, light stuff it's also great advice to look at the details and not only to the whole picture exactly and and sometimes uh, the people of the occasions were like well don't you like my house and uh, i'm gonna take beautiful pictures of the total of the house and i saw the photographers looking like hmm I don't know, that worn out wall in your basement, that's my spot. I'm not <laughs> going to use your whole house. So, um, yeah, I learned a lot from that. And also from the dynamics of a, a photo shoot day. Uh, and what I mean with the dynamics, you can plan your whole day like, like from minute to minute, but it doesn't work, work like that. You come somewhere, and, yeah, you have to improvise and see what the possibilities are. And then you have to force yourself to do the things that they bring uh, with a little planning and the shots you have to make. But the, from there, you have to, to improvise to, to make the day a successful day. And I learned a lot from that also, seeing that all those photographers were sort of almost freewheeling the day through. Being also on the other side of the camera helped you a lot to talk with the models the right way. So I guess you're pretty good at explanation. Yeah, I think so. That being a model in the in the early days, yeah, that helped because you know whenever you were placed in a on a location, what could work or what couldn't work. So you can sort of imagine what the model must be feeling when I place her or him at a spot. Or myself, I'm thinking, well, I don't know if this is going to work, and then I'll I'll really soon see that it doesn't work because they don't feel it. And I understand why they don't feel that location or their pose or their movement. So, yeah, I think that helps a lot. Since you were a model and you saw so many people doing their job as a photographer, I guess you never considered to become an assistant. I think that becoming an assistant would be a really good step but it didn't happen like that because I didn't plan to be a photographer. While I was doing modeling, I was also doing music, remixing and making music for commercials. I started to buy a camera 
when I was getting lonely in my own studio making music, I was alone and I was like, oh, I have to get out more. So I bought a camera to shoot some landscapes and stuff. So I was never planning to be a photographer. And then suddenly I was starting to shoot portfolios for uh, from uh, model friends. And that slowly shifted me into that the photography. And it never came up to be an uh, assistant, although it would help a lot because I had to find out all the the lighting stuff myself and as an assistant you get to see all the the different settings from a different perspective how did you manage to find your first client that's very interesting for me <laughs> um so my first clients were the the models themselves uh, because they started to book me as, for their portfolios and some of those models were working already with clients and at some moment they heard that the the client was searching for a photographer that was doing fashion stuff or was new to it they weren't just looking for a new team and then maybe they dropped my name there and so i got my first job through the models i guess what was the most challenging project you've done so far? I have two different kinds of challenges. I have sometimes a client challenge that the client is difficult. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I have a technical challenge. You can um, share about both of them. All right. Yeah. The technical challenge, I guess there's a, a soap series in, in Holland. Uh, that's a, a daily show with actors like uh, the Days of Our Lives or the Bold and the Beautiful kind of thing. And they have their annual uh, group cast picture and there's 20 persons. And I built a really big set with big butterflies, uh, shoot them with beautiful light. I want to make beautiful light, not the normal hard flash. I like to build two big screens with a lot of flashes behind it. So that took a lot of experimenting. The day came to do it and then we had to build it and see if it worked because you cannot test it without all those people. And that, that was challenging. And the person that was the most challenging was uh, one photo I did of Janice Dickerson, that the former supermodel from America. She was in Holland and I had to do a shot for some diamond jewelry uh, brand. And I knew all about her and her fierce personality. So I was really with sweaty hands starting that. So she arrived two hours late with her whole posse she came up to me shook my hand said it better be soft light and i was like oh my god i just <laughs> my the most the most harsh beauty light i got because oh. i like <laughs> light and i was like uh, saying to my assistant get some softer light but I started shooting with the harder light uh, because it was flattering for her because it was frontal light and she's really good posing. Uh, she has been a model. So she knows what to do. And after that, she sat down next to me and we did some Photoshop stuff. She said, fix this, fix that, fix that. And then she was happy. And I was like, it was almost having an accident in, uh, <laughs> with a good outcome. Great. Awesome. Well, that was a good story, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, what are your favorite sites that you check out on a daily basis? I go a lot to Fashion Gone Rogue, a site where all uh, editorial series are posted uh, from different magazines or brands. And that's mostly when I'm searching for some inspirational material, I go there and some surfers also. You mentioned uh, set design and I was wondering, do you work with some set designers? Not that much. Mostly the client is fixing that. Sometimes a stylist books a set designer. We talk about what we want and then they build it. So I'm not really into building sets. And you, you mean like backgrounds with the furniture? Yeah. 
Sure. And yeah, no, no, I'm, I sometimes work with that, but most of the time I'm at a location where it's already there and we just adjust it a little. Mm -hmm. Okay. I checked out your website and I know about this photo shoot on the beach. And since many people in our audience are asking a lot of questions about the difficulties on shooting on the beach and shooting outside, can you share some tips about that? Well, the beach actually is one of my favorite places. <laughs> and the more white the sand is, the better it gets. Because the sand itself is a really nice fill for the light. Normally, when you shoot in the day, you get harsh shadows and you have to fix the light if the sun is too high or not the right angle. I think you saw the, the shoot on the beach with a sort of sand dunes. Mm -hmm. uh, that was really white sand. So it was a perfect sort of soft box fill in the light from below for the model. And that made the light so beautiful. So yeah, I'm, I actually like that sort of scenery because of that. Yeah. So if we are out there, we can actually use the environment. Yeah. Sometimes there's no, no other choice than to use the environment and you, you have to sort of bend it in a way that it can work for you. Sometimes you use a reflector, but those reflectors are sometimes really harsh. You, you want the, the softness of the natural light and not the really harsh reflector lights or use a, a really soft flash to fix some stuff. Make it work for you. The things you find out out there. Is there something that we have to be really careful about when we're shooting outside? For example, I would say that you have to be really careful with that time, especially if you're using sun because it's moving so fast. And if it's in the end of the day, it can be gone for like minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I do is when we go out and the weather is okay or good, I have a little app on my telephone that's going to tell me exactly where the sun is going to be at every time of the day. So I go to that location and I'm sort of walking around with that app and seeing where the sun is going that day. Then I start planning to where to do the different shots over the day. So I know the sun is uh, going up in the east, so, and then I'm walking through that building or that window that's going to have the sun at that time. Then I'm going to the back of the building in the garden. I see all right, the sun is coming there at that moment, and it's uh, setting at uh, 8 o'clock or 7 o'clock in the afternoon at that point. And so I'm planning together with the stylist, all right, where can we do these shots for the day? And that helps me a lot to plan the day and get the most out of the light. That's great. Can you share the name of the app? Yeah, let me see. The one is Sun Follower. That's well, exactly what it says. It mm -hmm. follows the sun. And there's another one that's more like a photography kind of app. And that's called Photo Pills. Like pills you take, but then for photo, Photo Pills. And there you have a, a Sun Follower, a Moon Follower. And there's all different kind of easy to use photography kind of stuff in it. Awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> we'll yeah. make sure to link them on neverthemag.com on the show notes. I was just wondering, what was the most interesting comment of your work you've ever heard of? Uh, <laughs> interesting. Uh, well, one of the things was one photography producer that does a lot of portfolio comments and stuff. She said, I think you find it very difficult to kill your darlings, right? And she was pointing to my website. <laughs> It was way too much pictured on it. That's one of my weakest points because every shoot do, there's some that uh, with the people or the place and I cannot kill them. I, I, I know I have to skip a lot of pictures from my website, but I cannot do it. I know that's a really uh, pitfall for me. 
That's very cool because I was going to ask you, what's your biggest weakness? In fact, you answered. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, that's... that besides saying no is to some stuff. So maybe I have to push more to a certain photo shoot. Maybe I'm a little too easy to go with what the others want. Maybe I have to stand up a little more for my own, uh, my own vision. Yeah, it used to be my big weakness too, but fortunately I got a coach about that and <laughs> I'm very good at saying no nowadays. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, on the other hand, I think I want to make people happy. I'm, I'm doing the stuff that makes the client happy, but also makes me happy. Then I think it's also a good one. If I'm not getting happy from it, but the clients get happy, that's not a good one. But if the whole world is getting a little happier, then I'm, <laughs> I'm on the right way. That's true. Let's talk a little bit about marketing because most of the people listening to this podcast, they're really into marketing. I mean, photography marketing. How do you market yourself? I'm not actively doing that. And that's what I also tell the, the interns I sometimes have is shooting and doing photography is your best marketing because you work together with people and they're going to be the ambassadors of your work. If you do a good job and you work with a few people and they like working with you, they're going to tell other people also and they're going to be the ambassadors because only to have a website is not enough. You have to get a network of people that are sort of selling your work. Build a network by doing Photography, that's, I guess, my biggest marketing. Uh, just do it, make clients happy or the people you work with happy and post it, be visible on social media, but not too much. Then if, if it's good enough, then it will work for you. Awesome. That's great advice. So you don't market yourself any other way. And can you tell us how did you manage to set your first prices? Because this is also a problem to many people right now. Since you've yeah. been a model before that, how did you manage to set a price as a photographer? Yeah, that was in the beginning. It was difficult because you're like, all right, I'm so happy. Yeah, I have my first uh, job. Let's not ask too much because I'm starting out. I make a sort of a distinction between model portfolios there that doesn't take too much money. Uh, then you have the editorials and then you have the commercial assignments. There's a difference in that one. And if I talk about the commercial assignments, I first checked out a lot of colleagues, uh, not by asking them directly uh, how much does it cost to get a photo shoot with you? But I asked around and well, let's say it was a, a day shoot was a thousand euros. I was saying, well, All right, I'm I'm a beginner, so let's start at 800. And when I get a little more, a little bit of portfolio, when you gain it, when you have yeah more exactly. exposure, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, exactly. So then you you raise a little bit every year, and as long it's not too low because that will kill the business, but it doesn't has to be too high. Also, some middle way where everybody is happy when there is a, a price and that's correct for your skill. And also correct for the clients that want to hire you. You can be a little higher or a little lower, but there's always a sweet spot to be in at your skill. There are some photographers that are way more expensive, but they have clients also. Mm -hmm. It's difficult. There's not a, a really an, a sort of formula to make that. Yeah. It's good to ask around what people are paying for for the, the stuff. And if you compare your quality or your skill with that, you can set the price like that. Yeah. Okay. And do you have any clients that you started with and you're still with them right now? 
Yeah, um, one of the clients is uh, called Silver Creek. It's a brand from Holland that makes denim trousers and jackets and stuff. And they gave me my first break as a commercial client. And they, they've been with me for seven years now. I learned a lot from them and I hope I help them a lot also. Mm -hmm. And how did you manage to tell them that you're in fact raising your prices? Well, I didn't say to them, all right, let's raise the price, but I introduced something else. Normally I was doing a day shoot for a fixed price and that included about 15 processed images. At a certain moment, I told them that I was changing my price a little. Uh, the day price would go a little lower, but I will be charging them per picture for the image processing. So on the end, my day price was getting a little higher, but they had the feeling that it was getting lower, but they wanted more pictures. They had to pay more. There was a, it was a sort of sneaky way of raising my, uh, my price. I don't want it to be sneaky, but uh, sometimes they asked me for about uh, 30 pictures and I didn't charge them for that. I changed the model a little. So it would be more fair to, for them to ask more pictures and fair for me to do more work. Otto, you're a really clever man. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Since you mentioned that it's really difficult for you to choose your final photos to show on your website, what's your favorite photo shoot by now? One of my favorites is the one I did for a brand called Mi Moneda, and that's a jewelry brand. And we went to Spain and we had the opportunity to shoot it with a really famous model. Um, it's called Nicole Meyer. Yeah, normally you you don't work with models like that because they're way too expensive. But that client was going, all right, I want to do a shoot with one like her. And uh, so we went there and the, the light was beautiful and the weather was good. And it was a really nice trip. And I really liked the, the outcome of that. By the way, I would also love this photo shoot if they have uh, asked me to go to Spain. You know, Spain is just great. <laughs> yeah, nice. What was the biggest difficulty to shoot jewelry? Because I know that these photos are not really close-ups. It's a difficulty because you don't only have close-ups. So you have to find a, a sort of sort of sweet spot in being wide enough to see the surroundings where you are because you want to tell a story or sort of story and close enough to see the jewelry. So that's always a, a little um, challenging. Sometimes I hope I shoot at enough uh, resolution so I crop it more in if the client wants to see a closer one. But I think the most important thing is that I talk with my client while we are shooting. We shoot some pictures. I load them into my computer. We look at it and they see exactly what they're going to get without image processing, but they see how it's going to be. Then they can say, all right, we want it closer or it's wider. And if it's wider, I'll say to them, well, you then you don't see the jewelry that good. And if they say, well, that's fine with it because we want to tell a story, then that question is fixed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what was your biggest struggle when you decided to become a photographer? I'm a little nerdish so i like the technical part of it a lot and so my biggest struggle was not to cling too much to the technical side at a certain moment the technique you have to let it go and let it be uh, or trust that the technique is okay but you have to focus on the the photo itself not the technique but what's in the photo 
in the beginning, I was shooting, shooting, shooting a lot. And while I was looking through my camera, I was not really knowing or seeing what I was shooting. I had to decide what I've shot when I was behind my computer looking what I've shot. So the struggle was a creative struggle, not to shoot a lot, but to think, all right, what do do I want to see and how do I get it? Of course, you need some techniques for that and you need to have a, a technical background to adjust your camera and your light. You have to get past that and at a certain certain moments only have to sort of deal with creative part and to let go of the techniques and go into the creative part. That was the biggest struggle. What about now? What's your biggest struggle right now? I'm not really good at colors. <laughs> yeah. By the way, one of our latest guests actually told us a website where it's really, really easy to match different colors because, oh. yeah, she was shooting hair in really different colors. So yeah. you can take a look at the website. It used to be a big struggle for me too, since I started with a classic process and there was only black and white, you know? So. Yeah. When I started to shoot in color, it was very hard for me. But I think it's not something we cannot beat. No, it's it's beatable, but sometimes I get really insecure about it because then a client asks me, oh yeah, the, there's some too much cyan in it. and uh, Or uh, can you change this color to mint green? And it's like mint green. All right, I know. Then I'll sample some color and I'll put it in. And she says, no, no, it's way yellow or there's too much this and that in it. And I'm like, oh, I have to change it. But I have no idea on what uh, curve I'm going to pull to oh. make it. <laughs> yeah, you, you have to try. Yeah, there's nothing else. Yeah, th then I'll ask somebody. Uh, my <laughs> girlfriend helps me sometimes. She's really good at colors. And then she said, no, it's a little too too pinkish. Or it's, uh, it's only at certain colors. It's a uh, purple, red, brown sometimes, and some green, yellow. It's a, a typical male That color. was what I was going to say. It's always nice to have someone to ask since my editor, George, he's also my partner in life. So he's very good at colors. And since I, I wasn't that good before, I always could have asked him and he was giving me some great advices. So I think mm. people listening to us right now can also look around for someone, doesn't have to be a soulmate, but it can no. someone good at colors to ask, of course. Yeah, 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 exactly. But then if they, they know the color, then you have to know how to change it. Yeah, yeah. Here we go with the technical stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was wondering, what did your family taught and said once you told them you want to be a photographer? From starting with my camera in becoming a photographer that went so sort of... Uh, smoothly. It was not the moment that I said, I want to be a photographer, so I'm going to be it. It was a sort of gradient going into photography uh, from music. They knew already that I was sort of living from my creative. That you were a creative person. Yeah. Yeah. I think that 20 years before when I started as a DJ and making music, there was a bigger question. They were like, oh, you're not going to study anymore. You're going to be musician or a DJ, hmm, what's that going to be? But after 20 years of doing that and having pretty good life, they were like, all right, he's that kind of guy that's doing that kind of stuff. So <laughs> they were not surprised that was going to do this, I guess. So they knew that you'll make it. <laughs> no, that they were hoping I, I would uh, hoping, make it. Yeah. And I was also <laughs> hoping I would make it because there's no guarantee that you will make it. I'm still insecure about that. That, that will always keep be there. 
Uh, that's very cool that you said, and because I'm sure that there are many people out there totally insecure about their future, future connected to photography, since photography right now is so everyone can do it, or at yeah. least that's what they think. Everyone thinks that it's really easy and it's really reachable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If people ask me, should be a photographer and they're skilled, I tell them, do it, um, but be aware that it's not only about photography. You have to work on your network without networking all day. You have to work on your photography without working on your photography all day. And you have to be a nice person. But not too without, nice. Yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's a combination of things you do. And besides that, you have to be a little lucky because mm -hmm. some people have to give you the break you need to get going it doesn't depend on uh, one or two things it's a combination of factors that will make you uh, as a photographer and a lot of hard work well i don't have to tell you but it's gonna take a lot of effort and a lot of hours if you're gonna count hours that you work on it and without getting paid you get really unhappy so stop counting the hours and just do it because you love it I love that. Right now, guys, you have the recipe on how to become successful photographer. Thank you so <laughs> much for this interview. It was great. And the best part was that I was really tough on you. I had really hard questions and you answered all of them. And you even gave more <laughs> than I ever wanted from you. <laughs> all right, all right. Thank you. All right. No, thanks. I really enjoyed it. I hope you liked that podcast, although it's great and I truly loved it. And if you do the same, please share it on our Facebook page, The Fashion Photography Podcast, or leave us an honest review on iTunes. I just want to remind you that with the beginning of the new month, we also started our next contest. You can find out more about it and how to win your own magazine cover on our Facebook page. So go there and check out the rules. All the links from today's podcast you can find in the show notes. Thank you again for being with me and have a great day.